Blog Talk Radio. Show 
my imaginary friend as well as yours, Mr. Trip Cassidy. How are we doing, Trip? Hey, how's it going, man? Nice to hear from you. Uh, um, the the bug got me all weekend. I've been sick all weekend, but I'm going to troop through this because you know I I don't like grease gizzling you know guys that are either on the Midwest or the East Coast because it's it's kind of tough for me to fit them in schedule wise. So, but I'm trucking through. Um, how how's Chicago? Uh, I've been in Chicago for a while, but I think I'm there next week. But, uh, Chicago is great. Well, I mean, the, the, the reason I ask is, I, I know you live, you know, in Indianapolis or in Indiana, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if any, anybody knows that Chicago is a hub for both male and female, uh, pro wrestlers, um, and it's, you know, it's, it's centrally located, uh, you also have United Airlines that have a hub out there, so it's easy to fly, you know, around the country and, you know, out of the country. So it's it's a very – it's an intelligent business move to move. And speaking of moving, um, Shotzi Blackheart has moved out that way, and she's, you know, making a name out name for herself all over. She's a Northern California original. Um, she's doing her thing, and uh, she just won the Sabotage uh, Mixed t- – or Intergender title this past weekend. Props to her. Um, we're not going to talk much about Shotzi. It's just, when are we going to get Trip Cassidy plates? Plates? Oh man, yeah, she's got a she's got a wide variety of awesome merch that I'm always into. So it's like, I just find out new stuff all the time. Like, she dropped a, like socks and plates, and she just recently got some new stuff. Like, yeah, she uh, for for being a girl, it's usually like. It, uh, it's easier to make money that way just because of the, you know, the, the lack of women on the Indies, especially now that they're all getting contracts. Uh, she, uh, she doesn't really hustle for her money. She doesn't sit on the wall and just talk with people on a fire She's got sick merch all the time. Yeah, she's up there with Joey Ryan and uh, and uh, Funny Bone. Funny Bone has the, has the greatest merchandise ever. When, when you paint a, a rubber duck with your your face paint on it, he wins. That's just hands down. Um, that that takes the takes the cake. But yeah, we're 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 here to talk about you. Um, now you say that you are your imaginary friend, and and now do you stop taking your medication when you hit the road to go to a show, or you know how does that kind of work? Uh, yeah, it's funny. A lot of people like. Uh, a lot of people get into the whole imaginary friend thing, but I I run the people who who think it it's like it's it to be taken literally like oh you're imaginary I can't sleep like no that's not the case at all but I think your imaginary friend it's a uh, it's it's a lot more um, it's a lot more deep and better than that uh, because as as everyone knows especially in 2019 we are now like professional wrestling is a uh, it's a, it's a consistent negotiation between fantasy and reality, like what is real and what is fake and what you choose to believe. And everyone's afraid of the word fake because it makes wrestling sound hooky and it does. But so is TV and everything else and like who's to say what's more important than it's the reality. So uh, mm-hmm. the imaginary friends thing is just kind of the idea of like uh, I, I want I want you to realize that I hang between the balance of fiction and, and reality. And uh, that's really how I play it off. A lot of people like to clown, and they want me to make jokes and 
do dumb, pokey gimmicks. And, uh, and I don't really do that shit. Like, I'm straightforward wrestler. I would have been training from guys like Daniel Bryan, Mike McGinnis, Quackenbush, Jimmy Jacobs, Colt Banana, Chris Hero. Like, the best wrestler wrestlers in the entire world. And there's no reason for me to make jokes or do that. Well, I've only seen you live in person one time. It was out here for All Pro Wrestling. And um, let, let's talk about your experience in front of that crowd. Uh, APW's got real, real hot crowd. Uh, well, what did you think of, of yeah. the way the show was ran, uh, you know, with management and, and uh, also the fans and, and how, uh, how they reacted to you? I was absolutely fantastic. Like I couldn't have possibly asked for a better show to come in on, especially like with the roster of talent they had on the show, guys like MVP and Penta, the all the local guys, like everyone out there just cared about awesome, man. I, I haven't had a, a ton of exposure to West Coast and I've only been out there twice. I will be back at the end of February for bar wrestling, I think February twentieth and twenty first. But uh the West Coast crowd was a lot of guys get lost in the shuffle of, of what is California wrestling. Like how it's, uh, a lot of those guys get stuck and, and take it out of California. A lot of fans get stuck in their own way. They get, uh, they get complacent in watching the same promotion over and over. They don't realize that there are some incredible guys that are kind of hidden. Mm-hmm. Oh, just wait. You know, with the with the the all elite. You know, opening you know their doors, and plus the the Crockett Cup that's coming. There's going there's room for tag teams. I mean, everybody and their mother knows that the Reno Scum is arguably the best tag team on the planet, and that's I'm I'm just telling you the proof is in the pudding. Use YouTube. Um, we're 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 in the middle of a of not just a an indie boom. It's tag team wrestling is is on a whole different level. Uh, intergender uh, singles and tags. Um, you've been doing you know, intergender stuff, as well as, you know, you've done some six-mans with uh, with uh, with uh, Carrie Offlin and Iggy, um, Nick Iggy. What, what do you think of the state of the indies right now, currently? Uh, as me and Carrie talk, he's been very vocal about on social media. And it's, a, it's super interesting, no one can deny that, but it's also um, it's one of the biggest periods of, of what I believe is is a big indie boom. Like we've noticed the last couple of years, guys, that even big contracts because the indies make more money, and uh, and they're realizing there's more of a fan base. There are people that are much more uh, interested in what they have to deliver when they have a, a more social interaction with them. They have the ability to meet them face to face, and that I think wrestling fans on the indies in general, they're WWE uh, fans. I've been to plenty of events with WWE fans that you know. They're guys that somebody just gave a free ticket to some radio show or guys that just heard there something in the local area. But independent wrestling fans, you've really got to search. Like you said, there's some guys, some guys that just met off on the earth. Our guys look, uh, like Reno Scum and uh, guys like, even guys like Chupacabra from Hoodland, I think is fantastic. Or Virgil Flynn. Guys that, uh, that people should be watching on YouTube that couldn't huge stars all across the world, but uh, they get lost in that shuffle. And I think, like you said, with new doors opening and new opportunities being created, a lot of those guys uh, that you see 
kind of hidden gems or, uh, or trade secrets are going to come the names that we, uh, we rightfully feel like they deserve to be. And uh, along with that, intergender wrestling is, is a, a big hot topic, like you said. And I mean, one of my biggest breakout matches that really turned my career around was with Beyond Wrestling back in 2013, wrestling Ruby Riot. And uh, I mean, I think intergender wrestling has a, a long way to go, but it's definitely made huge strides. I think 2019 a lot of that growing and becoming uh, a new thing, especially with all of these wrestling seems to have an interest in, uh, in, in more of the uh, independent talent that fans are, are interested in that aren't getting their, their due and more interest in intergender wrestling and quality throughout all the ranks. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, it's the same old problem is the cost of air, airfare. That's the issue. Now, if promoters are are wise, like uh, I, I would say a PWG or a Marcus Mack with All Pro Wrestling or Gabe Ramirez, Pro Wrestling Revolution, that, that book way ahead of time. If you book six months in advance, it's, it's cheaper to get a flight, and it's easier to get a flight. Um, some promoters are – I don't want to say fly-by-night because there's good stuff out there. It's they take – they kind of drag their feet when booking talent. That's, that's – I'm just sending a message to those promoters out there that are listening currently – that you need to, you know, plan ahead and, you know, get that hot person in and, you know, have them do a meet and greet and whatever, sell merch or, you know, even uh, 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 seminars or, you know, like for Funny Bone. Funny Bone's always good for a seminar. Um, the, I wanted to turn that right to uh, the uh, the subject of seminars. Um, do you still attend any? Do you, you know, do you do you hit one up when when someone comes to town and yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm actually attending a, another Mike Black and seminar coming up in uh, two or three weeks. I think seminars are, uh, are a great tool that not enough guys use. Like you said, like, uh, anytime I've had any students or any local guy that, uh, that asked me how to get their name out there or how to get better, like, seminars are a huge like they, they really elevated my game because I wouldn't have the opportunity to learn from the insane list of guys that I would have if I hadn't taken the mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we're out out here. We're blessed. Um, we have Funny Bone that does seminars, you know, pretty much all over where he goes. And you know, from time to time, we'll get bigger names. Uh, you know, whether it be a Tommy Dreamer or a Booker T. Um, you know, also last month at the Gold Mine, the Gold, uh, the APW Boot Camp, uh, we had Corey Brown of. Brown Butter Wrestling come in and, and talk to you know uh, students and and performers about merchandise merchandising, and this guy he's not he's not a wrestler, he runs a a, a website that you know he he's um, I I don't want to compare him to PWT, but he's our distributor out here, and um, it wasn't the turnout wasn't what they expected and it, you know I don't know why but we're gonna do it again, um, I think it's a good idea and we also have referees. Uh, like Sparky Ballard will be going out to do seminars too. You know, at Cauliflower Alley and things like that. And we have AJ Kirsch from Hood Slam uh, that that goes to Cauliflower Alley and he talks about you know using the tools of social media. Um, there's so much learning that you can get now. At it's so inexpensive as when it when it was back in the day when you had to drop three grand. Um, are, are you surprised at how easy it is to grab this knowledge? 
Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and what, like you're saying, like, uh, along the lines of, uh, of flying being an issue for promoters and stuff like that, like, uh, the same thing applies backwards as far as, uh, as, as for the directors themselves. Like, there are a lot of guys that, uh, that don't want to take the opportunities and, uh, and would miss out on the knowledge or things like that. I actually just had a student. I told, hey, man, like, my Quackenbush is doing this seminar. It's a good opportunity to see and he's opening a spot for the line. You'd be first for it. And he told me that. And that blows my mind. Oh, you're mm-hmm. too busy. Take a seminar with one of the best wrestlers in the entire world for $25. An opportunity to work for one of the biggest promotions over the Indies. Like, uh, there, there are a lot of guys, uh, Shopping and I, as you may know, have, uh, have started running our own promotion, Bizarro Lucha, out in Indianapolis. And, uh, <clears throat> a big part of that is that we want to give opportunities to work for guys that are going to be, have the opportunity to be seen on the Independent Wrestling Network. And uh, on powerbomb.tv, and uh, and may not be seen by those players, like Sonica, who's from the Northeast, from uh, the Seattle area, who like who's going to come out here and like do all the work. And uh, and guys like that, uh, like Alex Cruz from Louisiana, who people may not have heard of, but he's going to come out to Indianapolis and do the work. And like those are both long flights, long trips. They're for you guys from California. I've actually talked to Funny Bones. Uh, as well as a couple of the other hood plan guys, making of you guys about coming out to Indianapolis to come work for me because a lot of those guys, they, uh, the thing that is training as the thing that was booking is like a lot of people feel like once they're done, they're done. Like, okay, well, now Never. right? We learn, we learn until the day we go into the ground, dude. I mean, I learn something every day about the business I'm in, about podcasting and, and networking. I'm constantly learning, and I mean, I, I'm, I've done over 180 shows, and I'm still learning. And you know, even the best pro wrestler out there will tell you he is still learning. With the exception of, of Cassius Ono, Chris Hero, he, he's the exception. He, you know, Chris is the fucking man. But you, you mentioned Quack. Um, you know, all these guys that are on the scene now, they were, you know, bootlegging their Smart Mark video Chikara DVDs, so they know about Quack. There's, there's no excuse to not know about him. And if you can't mm-hmm. get to a seminar with him, you got a problem, man. I mean, it's worth throwing down yeah. your payoff, you know, really. Yeah, absolutely. Guys like uh, like Hero, Quackenbush, all, all these guys that I had the opportunity to learn from uh, Danielson and the Dennis, like all these guys that people my age or older or even the younger guys coming in now that should be watching the old days. But like, I'm pretty sure everyone that's ever watched any wrestling has either seen or at least heard of the 2006 Ted Bay and how it was full of those guys. Those are the guys that, you know, they're, they're kind of the, uh, the check mark as to like who, who are the names of independent wrestling. And, uh, and it goes even deeper than that, but I'm sure like, a lot of guys don't know who Reckless Youth Tom Carter is, and the fact that the style that they do is evolved from him. And guys like Jorge Rivera, kind of. Yeah, Re- Reckless was, when I was a tape trader back in the day, Reckless was the one that I was trading for. And he was the indie guy back in my time. And it's a trip, you know, because I'm friends with Tom on Facebook, and, you know, we talk from time to time. And I know, you know, he's showing pictures of him and his kids, and shit. I'm like, dude, that's not fucking Reckless, man. But, it, you know, it's, it's just it's amazing. See, back in my day, 
we had to have tapes. Uh, videotapes were sent. We had to wait, you know, and then even come the Blu-ray or DVD time, then we still had to wait. But now kids have fucking YouTube. It, it, it's an amazing tool, and there's there's no excuse for not doing your homework. Like if, if you show up to a building and you know you're wrestling so and so, and if you don't have any idea of what you're what you're in for, that's I, I don't know. I, I'd be I'd be a little pissed at, at the opponent if you don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just saying there's no excuse now. Oh, I didn't have a tape. No, 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 no. That that YouTube thing. Um, I mean, it's an amazing tool. There's so many, there's so many places like like YouTube is the biggest one, and there's like it seems like every promotion now has a streaming network, and there's mm-hmm. things like Powerbomb.tv, which is now independent uh, wrestling network.tv, I guess. Um, Chikaratopia has their own. Ring of Honor has their own. Fight TV has every independent wrestling Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. All, all these places, like there's no excuse, like you said, to not keep up with what's going on everywhere around you. And so much of the stuff is so easily accessible that uh, it, it's funny to say, like, VHS is a little bit like, before I started training, I remember uh, people handing me, like, homemade DVD compilations of, like, some of the old guys. I, I'm sure the same applies out there, which, which is a whole other subject about, like, guys from the East Coast, from the Midwest, that should be going out to California to, uh, to learn in front of those crowds and to work in front of new fans. But, uh, I'm sure the same could be said. Like, awesome. The fans here are so passionate. They want to see new stuff and they love watching that and watching it grow. And uh, and to not take advantage of that and to not spend every day like trying to make yourself better, whether you're watching tape or going to the like you're really missing out of Well, there's, there's no excuse. You have a handheld computer in your phone. You know, in your hand. Yeah. There's no excuse anymore. You know, we all have the YouTube app. There, there's no excuse. And you're on, you're on the road. You're obviously driving, you know, somewhere from somewhere to get to somewhere, and you have the time. So it's, if you don't do, ah, well, that's not, no. see, I'm becoming that angry vet guy on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's a trip, but now. This this question is from my wife. She she has to ask has me ask all of my guests. What kind of animals do you have at home? Uh, well, Chucky and I used to have a small black cat, but uh, with our schedule, uh, with neither one of us ever being home, we uh, we tend to go with my sister. But um, Chucky, as many people are very aware, every single day has fun with contain of Hashtag get shocked with puppy. And, uh, <laughs> she thinks she's going to be successful in that, but I guess we'll see. Get your, as Drew Carey says every day on The Price is Right, get your pets spayed and neutered. So <laughs> that that was my wife's question. She always asks about, you know, my guest's animal. Animals, not, you know, how, you know, where you're from, whatever. No, they want to know about the know about the dog or cat or whatever, but. While I'm petting my six-pound oh, chihuahua, cool. who's gorgeous. <laughs> but uh, now, uh, this is the, the the pressing question, the most important question. How did you find the paint? What's the story behind the I paint? Don't know. Oh, the paint hair? Yes, sir. Your paint. Uh, oh, the, oh, okay. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I, I guess... I guess uh, I've always been super uh, artistic as a as like a kid. 
I grew up being you know, like an indoor kid, drawing and painting, and not much for uh, for sports and friends. And uh, not too long ago, early 17, 2017, uh, Nick and Gary were both the first fire of honor, and uh, and they had heard of all three of us, and uh, they brought them in for a few shows, and they suggested, hey, like you guys are going to be the carnival, uh, turn it up a little bit, turn it up, you know, as everyone just always heard it, like take yourself and turn it up to level 10, whatever. And uh, so that kind of came along with that. It was like, okay, how do I take my image and, uh, and really turn it up? And uh, <clears throat> step by step, it's only gotten more and more ridiculous. The, the paint of the ball, uh, I love what shots you do crazy stuff to my hair, uh, crazy compacts. Like, the more and more uh, I'm, I, I realize I have three rings to kind of do whatever I want creatively with my image, uh, the more I take advantage of that, it, it really feels good to be able to express yourself um, through that. You know, I, I love it. I love it. it. It's, you know, it's it's thinking outside the box. It's, you know, it, there's there's so many different possibilities for you to do. Um, I do like the Lucha Boogeyman moniker. Um, speaking of Lucha, have you worked for Galley? Up in uh, Chicago area. I actually uh, I talk to Carlos on a pretty, pretty regular basis and uh, and work all those shows. You mentioned Pro Wrestling Revolution earlier, and uh, I've definitely talked to them in the past, and uh, and uh, have definitely shown my interest for coming out to work for them. I'm a uh, I'm very big. I I grew up on Lucha Twilight. I didn't grow up like most kids watching WWE. Um, I found. Uh, Triple A and CMLL through cable on my grandma's TV, and uh, I got I got into Triple A and CMLL before I ever got to WWE. So I grew up watching Lucha Libre and both of the typical TV products that we grew up with. So Lucha is a huge part of my career and, and my life at, from childhood onwards. Okay, so who's your go-to guy? Uh... When back in the day when you were watching AAA and and CMLL, who who were your guys? Uh, back in the day, AAA was uh, was Abismo Negro. He was always my favorite. Um, back when he was like co-leader of uh, Los Cyclos Revolución and like mm-hmm. the CMLL side of it, the uh, the Averno Mystica feud was like the whole that like back when I was really getting into it. That was that was my big thing and trying to. Make sure I could watch their fantastic Canadian match, and, you know, going to New Japan. Like, uh, and I still to this day watch that match over and over and over. Um, <clears throat> the reason I do the Tucson Power as one of my moves is, uh, is in, in tribute to Vizmanejo. Well, I mean, obviously the the man now uh, just voted in to the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, L.A. Park, uh, the greatest luchador to ever put on a mask. Fuck Santo. Uh, you know, fuck Demon. I'm sorry. It's all about L.A. Park, and he's the all-around um, great performer. I would actually like to see you in the ring with L.A. Park. I think that would be a pretty fun match, um, oh, especially especially uh, now. You know. Actually, yeah, just recently, uh, I'm, I'm good friends with Maxwell Friedman, MJF. Uh, mm-hmm. He just signed with all of wrestling, and uh, and he had the opportunity to work with L.A. Park, and I warned him in advance. Max is a, he's not very, uh, he, he's very limited on his Lucha Libre knowledge, so I had to warn him, like, 
you know what you're getting into with L.A. Park, right? And mm-hmm. Of course, I know, too. But like, L.A. Park is one of the greatest brawlers of all time. Nobody, like, it seems like he's, he's getting all that credit with American fans now, but nobody realizes, like, he's been that guy for a very, very long time. And he's up there on par with any, any awesome deathmatch wrestler or hardcore wrestler, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Nick Foley. Like, L.A. Park is not only one of the best luchadors physically, still to this day, can pull off all the uh, all the roles, all the incredible ac- acrobatics, both as far as a guy his age, his size, but also like one of the best brawlers in the entire world, the best storytellers in all of that. Yeah, I, I I loved the match that he had with the 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 fake LA or the fake La Parca for Triple A during the last run. Um, he just killed that guy, and he's you, you could tell. Yeah. You know, when he was throwing taters, he was like, you know, you knew it was personal and it was years of animosity, uh, you know, and he was pretending that, that it was Pena under that mask and you, and that, that intensity. And you kind of see that same intensity with Rush. Um, oh, yeah. I don't think we're going we're gonna to ever see the hair mask match, but, you know, we, we, we can't have everything. You know, we, we can't always get what we want. You know, it just is what it is. Um, but I'm Trish, actually, we're, yeah, we're – A lot of people – I've actually introduced a lot of people in my area recently to, to Roosh and like so many people didn't know about him and they're so blown away. I'm like, why is this guy not the biggest star in the entire world? I have no clue why. Him and uh, L.A. Parker actually had up there each other in a promotion I worked for in Atlanta, Georgia, Mutual Lucha ATS. And uh, I, I know they're trying to drag that feud out and get the most out of it. And honestly, I could hope they that way because it's, it's incredible to watch. Um, then take that across promotionally and across the indies. Um, <clears throat> it's really neat in the way that um, a lot of American fans don't get to see it. Well, we're uh, we're up against it. Um, I have one more question. You, I, I noticed that you have ink all over your body. Do you have any mm-hmm. Lucha Libre masks on your body? Uh, I actually do not at the moment. Um, the big running thing I've been been trying to uh, trying to convince Shafi that is a good idea, but she thinks it's not a good idea. I want to get my uh, I want to get my kneecap tattooed with the uh, the Howling Havoc, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, uh, purple horn mask. As mm. you know, that well, for anybody who's ever watched any Rey Mysterio Junior or any Lucha Libre, that's the moment that stands out above all else. You know that that match was phenomenal, but it was the third best match of that year. Oh really? Well, in my opinion, well, obviously the, the best the best match in '97 had to have been Austin and Brett Mania. Just that was pro wrestling. That is pro wrestling. And then the second one was mm-hmm. was the Michinoku Pro Six Man at Barely Legal, just because um, there were a lot of people that haven't seen that Michinoku Pro style, and it just blew everybody away. And then right. you know, of course, the the, the Ray and Eddie. Match was a very close third. It was a great year, but wow, um, it was it was cool. It was cool having you on trip. You know, um, yeah, I I don't get many Midwest guys on, um, just because I, since since Vito Tomaselli got out of the business, I kind of I, I still follow Chicago, but not as much as I should. But you know, since Vito mm-hmm. got out, I, I don't follow. You know, he had his elite group and and. Uh, I, I used to get DVDs and stuff, but I, I just been behind. But it was great talking to you. Uh, let's get out some plugs uh, so people can contact you about bookings and uh, uh, merch and all that good stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, all of my stuff is uh, at Trickasby, T-R-I-P-T-C-A-S-S-I-B-Y. That's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I've also got uh, at Bizarro Alicia, which we currently only have Facebook and uh, Twitter. We have a show coming up February 10th of 2019, as well as March 10th. And uh, both those shows should be really interesting. There's a lot of big things on the horizon for that, so watch for that to grow, as well as on the Independent Wrestling Network, independentwrestling.tv. So I think that's about all of my points. Well, it was fun. Hopefully we can get you out here for a hood slam and then, you know, maybe a, a different type of show on a Saturday. Um, you know, I mean, you, you do know someone that's kind of tied with the hood slammer, so maybe that could happen down the road. <laughs> But I'd, I'd love to see you again, you know, shake your hand and, and, you know, give you props and maybe even buy a shirt. Yeah, dude. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate the talk. And I'll have to send you some, uh, some Midwest guys to check out. Uh, hopefully we can do this again. Sounds good, Trip. Thanks, bro, and, and have a good one. And the link will be out tonight about, oh, geez, about 1 o'clock, oh, about noon, uh, midnight your time. So. Awesome. But, yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on again, bro. And, hey, if Shotzi's around, tell her I said hi. All righty. Now, that was my own best friend, or my own imaginary friend, Trip Cassidy. Uh, that was a pretty cool interview. I wasn't quite sure what we were going to get, but, uh, you know, Trip's down to earth, man. I, I like him. He's cool. Um, you know, and he, his old lady, Shotzi Blackheart's cool, too, you know, Bay Area original. Um, but, yeah, we were, uh, were waiting the Damian Legion to call in. But while we wait for him, let's play commercial. It's the Brown Budsy, the lovesy dovesy, one and only Brown Butter. Matt the Man Man sliding me 20 seconds here to let you know all the sorcery that Brown Butter Wrestling is conjuring up. And it simply cannot be done because everything doesn't fit into 20 seconds and you already know that Brown Butter makes everything better. We make merch for pro wrestlers and promoters who care about the quality of the goods they're selling their fans. For the love of the sport of stories that is pro wrestling. We sell that merch and more on brownbutterwrestling.com. Coming Later this month, to your screens, we're producing Shows Over with A.J. Kirsch, a weekly pro wrestling comedy news show with videos submitted by you, the fans. That might be enough for some, but this is brown butter, and it gets even better, cupcakes, so stay tuned. So says the brown budsy. So says brown butter. Well, yep, that's Corey. Uh, definitely a character. Uh, once again, much love to Corey for distributing my shirts um, for my podcast. I definitely appreciate it. I don't know where I'd be without it. Um, let's get to the queue here. I just messaged uh, Mr. Legion there. Uh, I want to make sure that this is him and not uh, not someone else here. Kind of odd. It's an odd area code. Okay, it's an LA area code, which is kind of interesting. Um, I, I still I don't understand how a Carolina-based independent promoter, um, I mean independent uh, pro wrestler, is calling me from a Los Angeles cell phone. But I'd like to welcome to the show the emphasize on the T H E capital T H E Damian Legion. Welcome to the show. How's it going, brother? Welcome, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh. Man, I went to give you a call, and uh, I got the free call app on my phone, and uh, 
I hit the call and it defaulted to the free call app. So you get the LA uh, area code. You're welcome. Oh, all right. I mean, <laughs> you you just called the New York number, trust, so. <laughs> <laughs> trust me, I am in a uh, beautiful South Carolina. Mm-mm. How's the weather out there, brother? Got to be better than here. Colder than I like. I am. Uh, I'm like a lizard, man. Give it to me as hot as I can take it. And I'm from a uh, low country, South Carolina, so. I'm from the I'm from the swamps, man. Uh, yeah, mosquitoes, a state bird kind of thing. <laughs> I, I've never heard that. That's a, that's a pretty good line. Um, well, oh, I'm, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the write up I did here, and and I mentioned uh, beating up on nerds, and there is a certain nerd that <laughs> lives in the Carolina area. He wears glasses. He has his Batman tattoo. He wears shorts and a white cut off yeah. shirt. His name is Seymour Snot. Let's talk about yeah, Mr. Snot. Yeah, yeah. Um, have yeah, you gotten your yeah, hands on Snot? Oh, yeah. I beat the brakes out of him. <laughs> nah, it, it, it was a good match. It was a good match. I had I had, uh, I had a good time working on Mr. Snodgrass. He's a very, very uh, professional individual. Come in and, uh, you know, we did the thing. And uh, it was cool. It was cool. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> very, so, very, very good up and coming uh, talent. He 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 works hard, and you know that's that's so, that's all you can ask. So, Damien, who uh, who trained you and who broke you in? Oh, um, well, I kind of a hodgepodge. Uh, I was initially uh, trained by a gentleman named uh, Timmy Anton. Goes by Eric Anton. Uh, mm-hmm. Morbid. Was a old character of his, um, just a hell of a tough individual and uh, it, good trainer. You know the, the basics, fundamentals, bump, flip, you know, face bumps, all that good stuff, run the ropes, standard internationals. You know, and I mean, just kind of drilled it in my head. And uh, you know, backstory is, as I come in weighing about four hundred pounds with a head full of dread, and. Uh, him and uh, the other individual that kind of took over training on me, which uh, you see in uh, you see in the video that I recently put out, um, Elite 19, uh, Tim Kirkendall, and um, he's he's pretty much been my trainer, geez, ever since. You know, I, I lean to him as much as I can when it you know when it comes to stuff I ain't never seen or, you know, something, just a general question, you know, psychology, anything I can get off of him. And he's kind of got that old school mid-Atlantic, you know, kind of mm-hmm. psychology, which, you know, everybody loves, man. That's, that's tried and true. Every bit mm-hmm. of it works. And, you know, still does. Um, <laughs> it's oh still yeah, does. but I frustrate, I, I frustrate the hell out of him because I'm, I'm, I love it all. So I'm constantly asking questions and, you know, questioning stuff just all the time. And, you know, <laughs> it's kind of one of those, just shut up and listen. I know what I'm talking about. So, you know, yeah, no, he's, he's a good dude, man. And then, you know, kind of a hodgepodge, man. Uh, DeAndre Jackson's helped me, Josh Powers, uh, Rage Davidson. Man, I can go down the line. Um, any name I've ever worked, you know, I absolutely you learn from everybody here as much. So, you know, everybody, well, man, I'm a well, literally a human sponge, whatever I can get. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, I did that. I broke in here at APW, uh, American Pro Wrestling. And, um, 
yeah, and I stayed here for a year solid as a, as an agreement with Timmy. You know, that way I didn't go out there making him look like garbage. You know, I, I learned knew what learned what to do. You know, and uh, nah, man, I did that, and then just you know travel around and work literally as much as I could for the next six years after that, and I'm here going on year eight, and I'm still kicking like greasy fried chicken. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got in this business as a midlife crisis. It was kind of, it was kind of crazy. Well, there you go. So now you you mentioned Mid Atlantic. Um, yes, I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming that you you go back, you know, with the parents and the grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, watching, yes, uh, you know, worldwide and you know that that stuff. Um, who would you say mm-hmm. influences you, uh, you know, on or and who do you kind of uh, uh, gravitate to as far as uh, a mid-Atlantic uh, performer. Wow. Oh, uh, man, I don't remember if he was mid-Atlantic or not, and I'm sure somebody will tell me if he was. And I will when you me tell regardless, me. But I'm sure you will. Um, <laughs> my granddaddy's favorite wrestler was the mass superstar. And he is phenomenal. Just, yeah. Well, and I actually got a chance to uh, work a match with Bill Eady in Alabama. And that was uh, my wife, Envy's very first match as my valet. So, and, and I had that moment, I think, like anybody that's probably ever worked that dude in the ring, you know, I'm sitting there getting choked with a smile on my face. You know? <laughs> Quit smiling, kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, now was he axe awesome or did dude. he have the hood on? Or was he superstar? No, sir. He was Axe. He was Axe. He was not the mass superstar, although I told him that same story. And, uh, but yeah, no, he was, uh, he was Axe and, um, man, he gave me a clothesline. I, I tried to make it look like he absolutely tore my head off. So, you know, that's that, nothing but respect for that man. But that was, that was a little bit of hero worship for me. You know, so it's that one mark moment, you know, because, Man, I mean, you know, my granddaddy, he used to sit me down. He said, watch this man beat the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, no, I just, uh, you know, I loved him. I gravitated to him. Um, but, you know, like, I grew up on, you know, Mid-Atlantic, you know, um, just old school NWA, global when it would come on. You know, growing up, I only had like, you know, we only had four channels growing up. Did you get smoky? <laughs> uh, well, I didn't get smoky. We had uh, I didn't, my mama didn't believe in cable, so there mm-hmm. wasn't no cable in the house. And uh, so I got, we had channel 19. So at about 12 o'clock at night, you could tune in channel 19, and I could catch USWA. Every once in a blue moon, I could catch USWA. I could catch uh, Global when it was out for a little bit of time it was. Um you could catch WoW every once in a while, uh, you know, and I kind of got into that. And just like everybody else, man, the WrestleManias, you know, I I went to the right. to the tapes up and I'd rent every single wrestling tape and just literally binge and purge for an entire weekend watching wrestling. And, you know, as I got older and, you know, my son got in the business and we, you know, working with him over the years, obsessed with British pro wrestling from anywhere from 74 to 85. Mm. So, okay, who's your go-to guy? Seriously, oh my go-to, I'll go ahead and tell you, man, Jim Breaks. Oh, Jim Breaks, I knew it. I knew it. That, I fucking knew it. That's the 
I knew it. <laughs> I knew you were a JV guy. I knew it. Oh, dude, he, that's literally, that guy's like, he's a, he's a legit heel. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. he is, I, I, to me personally, and I, again, just my opinion, greatest crybaby heel in history. Pro, well, no, I'll take it back. Probably second behind Ric Flair, because Ric Flair did the crybaby gimmick. Better than anybody, and he made more money than anybody doing it. But mm-hmm. Jim breaks. Pound for pound, five foot four, 150 pounds. I'll take him any day over anybody. Just, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I just absolutely, I didn't know much about him. I watched Worldwide whenever I was, uh, when I was younger. And, um, you know, I d- didn't really understand it quite as much. And uh, I just knew it was different. You know, why is this pro wrestling got a round system? Why, you know, why aren't they, you know, flying cross bodies and stuff? And, uh, you know, so me and my son sat down, and my son Solomon Kilgore, and uh, we had sat down, and uh, he's like, hey, Pops, you need to you need to check out some of these guys, because I always loved to chain wrestling, but I was more Tully Blanchard, mm-hmm. you know, uh, very much standard Southern style chain wrestling. And uh, as soon as I got to see that, I was sold. I was sold, and literally me and my son just – for a year straight, three, four times a day, you know, three, four times a week, rather, uh, we were up in this ring just beating the hell out of each other and uh, just trying to go through the motions of what we see. And, you know, there's not a lot of, <laughs> how should I say it? There's not a lot of British pro wrestling trainers in South Carolina. So, yeah, you know, you got to kind of break it down yourself and figure it out. And I just treat it like football, man. I break it down like game tape and mm-hmm. – Man, anybody I can pick their brain, uh, James Drake is literally the one guy that I will go to all the time outside of my trainer, and I'm just like, does this make sense? How do you do this? And, you know, James would tell me, man, I don't do all that change shit. He said, but it looks good. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he can change like hell, so, you know, he only does it where he feels it needs to. But, yeah, man, I try to pick his brain about it and stuff. And, you know, he's kind of told me and, you know, we get in there, we kind of work a little bit, you know, just say, hey, man, what you think about this? And it's like, eh, I don't know, don't look bad enough. So trying to make that British pro style, for me anyway, for my character, make it as violent as I can, but, you know, as smooth mm-hmm. as possible. Because, man, them guys are – because I'm also a Johnny Saint guy, Mick McMahon, mm-hmm. um, Skull Murphy. I love Skull Murphy. Good God. <laughs> All There's- the deal. There's um, one quote that the, there's one quote that I, I always love. I, I love dropping it all the time, uh, especially to you know young kids that are that are breaking in by 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 Steve Regal, Steven Regal. Just hold on, kid. Just hold on. <laughs> you know, absolutely, absolutely. And that's <laughs> that's the one thing too. You know, like I've had to learn over the years is you know just because you know a whole bunch of stuff don't mean you got to do it in one match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it doesn't mean it's going to uh, work, you know, really. No, yeah, yeah. Man, I work places where you, you know, uh, side suplex. You can't pop them for nothing. You go work another place and, you know, just standard headlock takeover. And they pop like it's like you just destroyed the guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you got to kind of filter through your crowd and, you know, who are these people tonight? You know, some nights they want to see you work an arm and 
get technical, and some nights they just want to see you beat the hell out of somebody and, you know, just give us some blood. <laughs> you know, you so go. I'm down with either. I don't do death match stuff. I leave that for the professional. But Yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, when when yeah, FMW I'm, I'm closed, good, I, I gave it up. <laughs> I'm an Onita guy, yeah, I, so, you know. <laughs> me per- me personally, man, I, uh, man, I tell you what, I respect the hell out of these guys that do these oh, death I do matches. Too. My I do too. On some, I just that's just not for me. I, I just yeah, not my thing. to me, just give me the wrestling. You know, like the current guy today, I just think is absolutely outside of Ricky Banderas is a uh, Pentagon. Love that dude. He's just that dude. Cool, sick. Yeah. I, I, I saw Penta, we have the motor. I saw Penta go with Cody. Cody Rhodes out here for oh for, yeah oh yeah for the other the All the right. West Coast APW and um it was just a, a phenomenal Penta's just he is so over off of that Lucha Underground TV everything he does oh yeah you know it's oh, just yeah. on a whole different and Cody you don't even get me started about Cody I mean I am so and happy that smoothly. he's doing this All Elite. And I I tell you, man, and just my opinion, but you know, I know I know pretty much a standard for smoothness is probably Randy Orton. I'll take Cody Rhodes. I just mm-hmm. oh, I, I hate I, Randy I like Orton. Stick, you know what I mean? Uh, Randy <laughs> Borton. His name. His last name starts with a B. He bores me to death. And the thing is, the thing is, I grew up loving his pops. That's what his dad yeah, oh, was. Probably, absolutely. I would say. Top fifteen all time for me. Um, and the reason it's so I know the takers. Uh, I I know the takers the greatest gimmick in the world, but Bob Orton was it Bob Orton uh, the daddy uh, man the cast around the arm. Good God, he could still rock that thing right now, and it still get he over. still hasn't healed. <laughs> you know he does the fan vest wearing him. You know the guy's got horrible that, genetics. He just won't heal. Unbelievable. See, that, that, that's where you just get that, you know, just tip of the cap moment. I mean, you sell it mm-hmm. to the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, now, yeah, uh, I, it, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, of Southern pro wrestling. I've, I'm a huge fan of Memphis. Ever oh. since I was able to get tapes, I always get tapes of Memphis. I love Smokey. Um, I, I also love uh, Rufus all the King of Train Kingsport. Jones, baby. Pardon? Freight Train Jones? I said, Ruf- yes, sir, three shoulder blocks and a headbutt. <laughs> I, you know, I want to see the match with him and Flair in Kansas City. I want to see that match. Man, Rufus, he lives in South Carolina. I'm not exactly sure where exactly. I want to say it's Bennettsville but, um, or Bishopville. But uh, me, and, uh, me and my cousin, Luke, uh, that was one of his favorite wrestlers for some reason growing up. And he loved hey, Rufus. He, it was charisma. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, well, charisma. I didn't get it till I was older. You know, I didn't get it till I was older. I was like, "Well, man, this dude's only doing three shoulder blocks and a headbutt is a finish." I mean, like, come on, you got Magnum TA over here is doing the belly to belly. You know, and he's like, "Nah, man, just give me Rufus. I love it." And the older I got, and the more I seen it, and the more I, you know, I could understand. I was like, "Damn, you know, you're right. That dude was on point. Didn't have to do much." And wow, he'd pop the hell out that crowd, and just <laughs> that's what I shoot for. So, yeah, Rufus R. Man, he was a man. So, 
I'm I'm a huge fan of Bo James, uh, the King of Kingsport. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. It he's he's still the man in the South, and just is it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, yeah. He's out every weekend, you know, promoting or, or wrestling or working. Have you ever gotten in the ring with Bo? I no, sir. I haven't. I would love to, mm-hmm. but I have not. I've um. You know, I mean, it's uh, you know, independent pro wrestling man, it's dog eat dog. You know, you got mm-hmm. to you got to get shots where you can, and if um, you know, uh, we try to promote it as best we can, and uh, you know, get those shows. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. You know, like I got on, you know, was able to work Steiner, man, it was out in the blue. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so I'm open. I'm open to that. To that that's pretty much my whole deal. As I got a saying, man, I, I've told my kids this for years. My wife, I said, man, you better love wrestling because this shit sometimes it don't love you. You know, yeah. that's, the, mm-hmm. that's the bottom line. You better love it because it don't love you. So, you know, I take the good with the bad. You know, sometimes I can get those good shots at those big shows, you know, because that's about all that cat works is big shows. So, you know, yeah. that's the bottom line, man. He, you know, he, he understands, he understands the game. And, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, man. Try and get matches with cats like him just so I can show what I can do and, you know, hope people dig it. So how how's the scene in, in the Carolinas? You know, are are there, hot. you know, hot. is it? Yeah. Crowds hot. are hot. hot. Merch hot. Crowds are good. Just about every promotion, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, you got your off nights, of course. You know, but, uh, Right. Man, just about every promotion always can pop a good crowd and can always pop a good, you know, good shows. Uh, man, guys are filtering in left and right. You got James Drake. You got the Ugly Ducklings. You got Rob Kiljoy when he goes out by himself. You got Snodgrass. You got Ray Davidson. Uh, I mean, literally, man, there's so many of them to name. You know, I, I would almost be in doing disservice not naming somebody because, you know, I mean, it's hot, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, some of Georgia, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of real hot spots in Georgia. I work for a promotion, uh, universal championship and they run a lot out of Georgia and they always run real good shows. And, uh, Ronnie Gossett, the owner, I mean, always big shows. Always got, you know, next show, he's got Ricky Banderas on there. And I think Mm -hmm. February 2nd, you know, I mean, He's always doing well with it, you know. So, yeah, man, uh, North Carolina's as hot as it's ever been. Yeah, you know, it, it's good. It's a good time for independent professional wrestling. That's the we, best way to say. I don't know I've how been, it is out west and oh, up north. Not all. It's all over. It's all over. It, we are we're in the middle of a huge boom. It is a huge, huge boom. I mean, last year, uh, All Pro Wrestling here ran the Cow Palace twice. I mean, you wow. you cannot get any bigger than the Cat no. Palace as an indie. No, that's it, you know that's, you just can't. that's what I'm talking about right there. You know, and yeah, you know, it, it's good to hear that the, the 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 companies that you know are like in the in the in the Mid Atlantic area, you know, in the Carolinas, the the smaller companies mm-hmm. there or not quite as known companies are hot oh, too. Yeah. So that means from the bottom. Right, all the way up to the top, you have your PWGs and you know all that other stuff on top, all the way to the oh, bottom yeah. and the oh, stuff yeah. in the middle. So guys mm-hmm. are, got, oh, pardon me, excuse me, guys and girls. I'm sorry, guys and girls. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're you, you know, they're, they're now, blowing though. up. You know, oh, yeah. it, it, people oh, are working yeah, and 
You know, I mean, guys guys get in get in their get in their 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 cars and they they take off for three weeks. I know guys that go on tours. Man. And that's that's where we. You know, I'm fortunate, man. I've got a uh, I've just got a awesome uh, awesome wife that just completely supports it, and you know whatever you want to do. She hates my she hates my shoot job, but you know that's what uh, keeps us afloat. And you know, need the benefits, so, but um, benefits. Yeah, yeah. Well, it I, is what I, it is, bro. I have, you know. Oh, I got, I got I got great benefits. So I, I work there you a. Go. Uh, yeah, my shoot job's a lot less interesting than this job. So, you know, I, I troubleshoot dental software for a living. <laughs> hey, whatever. But at, at least it, know, at least we, it's not uh, for the government. No, God no. No, God no, 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 no. It's it's some private se I mean, yeah, you know, public sector, you know, just simple <laughs> you know, IT stuff. That's why, you know, I run a recording studio before I was ever in pro wrestling i run a recording studio so i got used to building computers and stuff like that and just well, kind of so fell into you, that gig so you come from music um mm-hmm. i have quite a yes, few sir. friends that are are pro wrestlers as well as musicians and what what are the differences or the similarities between the music business and the pro wrestling industry i'm gonna tell you what man i don't know if the other guys can speak for this but pro wrestling actually helped me write better songs hmm true oh Pro wrestling helped me because with pro wrestling, I feel you can prioritize things a little bit better sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very, uh, I'm a very micromanaged person. I micromanage myself, my own personal ADD, whatever. And uh, you know, so I'm I'm constantly micromanaging like what I do in the ring. But it's the same with music. I've I've been playing since I was 12 years old. Um, that was what I actually went to college for was bass guitar. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a big Bella Fleck fan. Um, you know, I play metal and stuff, big Mudvayne fans. I love funk bass. Uh, nice. That's kind of where my heart is. Um, but, you know, I play guitar. You know, I'm big. I'm a dime bag mark. I mean, just. Uh, I love it, you, bro. <laughs> you you, you tell you. me who I can listen You tell me the last people I can listen to before I die, and it's going to be Panther. That's just bottom line. Mm-hmm. In the store, you know, but you know, so I, I grew up, man. I was a shitty guitar player turned bass player, and when I got into playing bass, I was like, you know what? I really want to actually learn how to do this instrument. And uh, so I went to college at Atlanta Institute of Music, and um, yeah, did that thing for a while, and I played semi-professionally for years and just cover bands and stuff. But we made real good money, and uh, did you know country thing, all that stuff. And man, you can make a killing. You know, <laughs> so did that for a while, and then uh, 2008, when everything, you know, when everything tanked, people decided, you know, we got to buy groceries instead of buying studio time. So, yeah, kind of mm-hmm. got out of that business, and I drove trucks for a while, and I got to go cross country driving trucks, and, and then I started building servers for a living, and you know, somehow got into pro wrestling. You know, me and my oldest son went to, uh, we come up here to Eagles. Uh, I work for Jerry Bragg, Jay Eagle. And uh, we come up here to Eagles, and I was watching shows. Like, man, Pops, that'd be cool if you could do that. And I'm sitting there 400 pounds, you know, I'm sitting there four bills. I'm like, well, yeah, I'll try it if it don't kill me. You know, what else I got to do, right? It's either that or, you know, roll over and die someday. So, yeah, you know, I got in here and just, Busted my ass as much as I could, and then within six weeks, I had ripped my knee. 
and uh, ripped my MCL, and that took me out for a while and kind of stunted my growth and, you know, got back in it. And, man, yeah, just started dropping the weight and all that good stuff. And that's just been kind of it's been kind of a whirlwind ever since, yeah. <laughs> well, now it's the, that time of the interview where the boss, my wife, it told me to ask you the standard question. What kind of animals do you have at home? Me. <laughs> I'm the only animal at the house, baby. I'm the <laughs> king of my kingdom. I don't have no dogs. There ain't no cats. I'm the only dog in that house. <laughs> so, uh, my wife is a huge animal lover. I just, I stay so much on the run. I don't have time to take care of animals. I have my, I have my bass. I have my guitar. I have my wife. You know, wrestling and my band, Victim of the Fall, and that's about it, man. Tremendous, yeah. tremendous. I well, I don't even watch TV anymore. Damien, it was a hell of an interview. Uh, I I wasn't expecting. Actually, I didn't know what the fuck I was going. I was expecting. Um, because you contacted me kind of out of the blue, and I like that. I love it when when someone contacts me that I don't know. That way, again, I'm learning. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm I'm learning this whole gimmick called social media, man. This is all brand new to me. So you know, I'm I'm you know like my wife. She's about the same as me. She's like, oh, you know, I never messed with it much myself. You know, we've been trying over the past year just promoting and promoting and promoting. And, you know, my ADD forced me to create March of the Swine. And uh, I was just kind of putting together a little highlight thing, just a little package thing. And then you know how that goes, right? So, like, you're putting more and more. And, oh, let me throw this in there. Let me throw this in there. Next thing I know, it's 57 minutes damn long. (laughs) What? Here you go. Well, I'm going to go ahead and post it, and we're going to see what's up. Let's throw out some plugs. Uh, how can people contact yeah. you about bookings and uh, merch and all that fun stuff? All right. Uh, you can get up with me, um, uh, Damien Legion, on Facebook. Uh, you can also look up my other handle uh, under uh, Bo McCray, B-E-A-U-M-C-C-R-A-Y. You can always check us out at American Pro Wrestling, Bowling Springs, South Carolina. Um Manson, every Saturday night tradition, go look it up. This is the longest-running independent promotion in the country, believe it or not. Continuous. Awesome. They have well, been Damien. running since 1998. <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, man, just just doing the thing, man. I just, you know, hope everybody can dig it. Go to YouTube, check out March of the Swine. You know, that's, uh, that's my own little, you know, my own little gimmick to myself. Hopefully people dig it, you know, just – Little collection, of everything we've done from seventeen and eighteen, and uh, you know, pictures, promos, match clips. Uh, got a match with Scott Steiner at the end of it. So, yeah, yeah, oh. cool stuff, man. Cool stuff. Well, it was my pleasure, man, brother. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, hey, you know what? It, it, it's all about spreading the word because there's not just stuff in Northern California. There's just not stuff in Chicago, New York, Florida. It's all over. And you know what? If you wipe your feet and you step in the ring, bro, you get my respect. So, man, I hear you, man. That's much appreciated. And, uh, you know, all them promoters out there, you want a monster? I'm a monster that talks. I ain't quiet. I talk shit. 
I talk cold cash, but you know what? We back it up in the ring, and we have fun, and we're professional. So give me a holler, and I'll come out there and help you out and get your popcorn ready. There you go. All right, Damien, yep. I appreciate you coming on, and I will talk to you very soon. Awesome, man. Take it easy, buddy. You have a good one. All right, you too. Okay, that was the Damien Legion. Uh, that was a pretty good interview. Uh, yeah, he's from um, the mid-Atlantic area, Carolinas. Um it's kind of interesting just to hear something a little different. Um, I kind of went out on a limb for, you know, this, this interview. I, I usually don't go for, you know, interviews in like the deep South or, or a mid Atlantic area, but um, this, the final segment is uh, brought to you by uh, our newest sponsor. That would be Mr. Joe Killjoy at, let's see. It would be at Killjoy designs. Um, Mr. Killjoy just uh, finished the design for my newest T-shirt. It's a it's a showing homage to the Dawn of the Dead movie poster. It's on tinyurl.com backslash a w r t e e. Uh, you can get uh, both of uh, shirts for my podcast on that website. So make sure to uh, check it out. And uh, Mr. Killjoy does some pretty cool stuff. And he's also you know he's a huge indie fan. He uh, just moved back to the Bay Area. Thank goodness. Uh, I know you're listening out there, Joe. Uh, welcome back. Uh, Hood Slam has missed you. But I would like to welcome to the show the freak and the man behind the new Puppet Masters Dojo, Mr. Jekylls. Good evening. What's up? Uh, I am barely going. The uh, cold has kicked my ass, but, you know, I'm still pushing through. Um, so how's the new dojo? Um, what, what does the building look like and, you know, uh, how does it feel in there? Uh, it's not bad. I'm, I'm actually standing outside the dojo right now giving you, uh, give it this, uh, cause I wanted to make sure that I was on time with everything. Um, it's not bad. It's a small building. I'm just trying to almost kind of build it from the ground up in a way. I mean, I, I used to train at the, um, APW bootcamp. I was the head trainer there. So I took a lot of my guys that I had there that kind of trust put their trust in me and kind of came over here and we started this uh, public message dojo. So, so how much of Roland's teachings did you take with you to the new school? Uh, I actually took a lot of it. I mean, I have the, uh, the little uh, handout thing that he hands out and I kind of mm-hmm. copied it, but I kind of, I kind of put my own little spin on things. Um, there are some things that Roland instilled in me that will never change that I will continue to teach and preach. But then there are a couple things that maybe I didn't agree with, so maybe I'm kind of changing things a little bit. But for the most part, it's almost it's almost kind of like the curriculum that we had at the APW boot camp. So. Well, I mean, the proof's in the pudding. And the, the, the family tree of that garage speaks for itself, you know, whether it's, it's ECW, WWE, um, uh, Pro Wrestling, NOAA, wherever, uh, large indies. But uh, – the, the you know the training it still works and you know after twenty some odd years. So what made you decide to uh, to sign up and train at the boot camp? Um, well, I mean, uh, I mean everybody's story is kind of similar. I think they see wrestling and they're they're really big into it. I mean, for me, when I started training, I mean, you know, being a dumb kid, you know, you don't you don't know where to go because I'm I'm originally from Idaho. That's where I'm from, like a small town in Idaho that has nothing out there as far as wrestling is concerned. So me being a dumb kid, I thought, oh, I'll just go to the WCW power plant. That's where I want to train. Um, 
And obviously that didn't work out because WCW closed. Um, so uh, then I just went online and looked up uh, best wrestling training in the United States. And the first one that popped up was APW. And then I saw it on Beyond the Mat. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is big time. So that's where I decided to sign up. You mentioned Beyond the Mat. And you, you've uh, you, obviously you've known uh, the late Roland Alexander forever. Um, mm-hmm. The whole um, scene with Modest, with 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 uh, Roland crying. What, what were your opinions on that scene? Because everybody and their mother knows that that was the truth. Um, what was your opinion of of seeing the guy that you know broke you in on that movie? Um, I think for me it was probably a little bit different first watching the movie as compared to after knowing Rolling and then Rolling and going back and watching it. Um, I mean, when I first started, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, this guy is super, super into this wrestling thing. I mean, it's making him cry. And then, you know, then when you get to know Rolling, you're just kind of like, wow, Rolling, especially near the end, like before Rolling mm-hmm. passed on, um, it, when after you get to know him, you're, you, you realize how, how much more passionate he is than you originally thought. You know what I mean? Um, You know, because a lot of people know wrestling is kind of like, you know, how wrestling is. It's kind of a work sometimes, and people are like, oh, this isn't real, and that's not real. And, and, you know, maybe maybe when I first saw it, I'm kind of like, I don't – I mean, I I thought that he had passion for it, but I thought maybe he was just putting on a a face for the camera maybe. But then uh, when I – after I got to know Roland, you kind of see how much – how big his heart really was and how passionate he was for wrestling. So. Oh, I, I agree completely. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. people bag on him and whatever, but you know what? We all have our ups and downs, you know. But you know, yep. in the end, he, you know, he turned things around. He, you know, mended fences, and you know, he took care of yep. business before Definitely. he passed. You know, and mm-hmm. I got you. Got to give the man credit. You know, he took care of shit. He got it all. You know, everything fixed up, and you know, he, you know, he yep. left the Agreed. business, you know, in a better way. Um, yeah, definitely agree. So you were you were at the boot camp. Who did your actual in ring training? Uh, like who trained me? Yes, sir. Uh, there was there. Were, I had. A, I mean, they, there was a bunch. I mean, JJ Perez was there. Robert Thompson was there. Um, they had uh, Jardy France was there. Uh, but my main trainer, the one that I probably give the most credit to, would be Dana Lee. I don't know if if you remember him or not. Oh yeah, of course. But he, yeah, he was he was huge influence on me he helped me come up with a lot of the stuff that i do even still today and he was a big big supporter of mine i mean me and him are still friends i still get calls from him every every couple of months so yeah well i haven't seen him since fog city i I, every time you know it's funny every time i see dana i i was i'm always like dana you got to come back and wrestle at least one more time and and i i try and i push and you know i'm kind of making my own foray into kind of running my own shows in, in conjunction with the dojo. So I, I'm going to push maybe, maybe one day I'll be able to get him to come and do a show at least one. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was very good. And also yeah. there's a guy that I remember junior Morales was really good too. And I, what, what happened to that guy? He just like disappeared. Um, you know what? I am not sure what happened to him. He kind of fell off the face of the planet seems like when he left wrestling. Well, that's kind of how it is. You know, when you, yeah, the majority of the time you, you leave the business and you, know, you go off and have kids and all that other fun stuff. And Yeah. <coughs> True. Sorry. Sorry about the coughing. I'm, 
I'm oh, battling a bug. <coughs> but going around. The show must go on. So, yeah, yep. now you you've opened the dojo and on February 9th, it looks like you're having your first show. And yep. let, let's talk about it. Um okay. Are you going to be using, you know, I'm assuming your students and you know, a couple of local people and I'm I'm assuming you're going to be on top and and try to knock the head off of Marcus Lewis, which is okay. Um <laughs> Did you uh, did you plan on just using you know doing it like a dojo show with students and you know a, a couple uh, local guys, or uh, did you, uh, well, for, or, or for, are you planning show, on you know bringing in like uh, you know like say a funny bone to work a show and do a seminar? Yeah, I mean for this show, I I kind of just want to see where I'm at with this show and see if I can even draw. I mean I know like people put stuff up online and on social media talking about being a promoter and I'm trying my best. I got flyers up. I'm passing out flyers. I'm trying to sell tickets. I'm just doing everything I can to try to get butts in seats, really. So I'm just trying to see if if maybe we can have a chance, like to build some kind of following, or or even just you know uh, see where we're at as far as like uh, talent and and if they approve and whatever uh, as far as the booking goes. So right mm-hmm. now for me, the big reason that I want to do a show in conjunction with the dojo is because you see a lot of schools out there that run that run. Um, you know, their own shows and stuff, um, and they really push to have their students on it. And I kind of think, um, especially lately, that that, that kind of gets lost um, in a way. So I, I kind of want to bring that back where I'm utilizing my students, but I want to have them work guys who I feel are really good and I feel mm-hmm. they can have good matches with. Um, right. I'm not just going to book people to book them or because they – are are my friends. I want to book people who I think are good. I mean, granted, most of the people that I I would associate as a friend, I would think that they are good, but I'm not going to book someone just because they're my friend. I want to book them because I think they're good. So. Right, right. There's, well, there's a yeah. reason. You want to yeah, exactly. have your your you want your young boys and girls to to work with you know those more experienced and you know it, it, it's you that that's how you learn. You know and, exactly. You know. There, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with with running shows like that. It's perfect, mm-hmm. perfectly fine. I'm I'm gonna try my freaking damnest to get out there. My wife only allows me a couple shows a month, and it's really tough. Uh-huh. So, but if I can <laughs> make it, you know, um, I, I'd love to you know see what you guys are gonna have going on. And and is this gonna be kind of like a housewarming party too, or you know, what I mean, is this like? Um, well, kind- well, we're not we're not doing it at the dojo because the dojo is too small. Um, we're actually doing it out, out in San Ramon. The dojo is located in Fremont, but we're doing the show in San Ramon because that's where I got the venue. So I'm just hoping to get a, you know, put butts in seats and and try to start to build some kind of following. So, so how many seats would you say the venue venue would fit? Um, right now, at the current time, what I have. Um, what I've ordered 300 chairs, so I'm hoping to at least fill that. But if not, um, I, I mean, I think we can fill more than that. But I'm just, I'm just doing this just in case. We may not fill that many. We may fill that many. We may fill more. Um, I think, I think we could probably get about 400 people in there if, if we had to, or if, if possible. Um, I'm just hoping to get. You know, I mean, I, I just because. I don't know, um, I'm sure you've been to plenty of shows, but, I mean, it's a lot funner to wrestle in front of a big crowd than a smaller crowd, so, um, so it's, I'm just hoping it's to It's fun get... being a fan in front of a bigger crowd. 
Exactly, exactly. Because it makes it more fun, you know, not just for the fans, but for the wrestlers also. So, well, let's let's talk about about your career. Um, okay. You see, you've, you've worked for pretty much every company in Northern California, and then a lot of them mm-hmm. in Southern California. Uh, you you mm-hmm. work for big time pro wrestling or big time wrestling, yep. Kirk White. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk about them. Um, you've you've had okay. the tag titles with Jinx, and you guys are a, a yeah. good team. Excellent stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about your run. Uh, you've wrestled, okay. you know, a who's who, and and the the from the Reno Scum to Classic Connection. Well, who's no more? But mm-hmm. um, let's talk about your run. What would you okay. think about your your tag team run with uh, Kirk? Um, you know, I. I uh, I never really thought, uh, and this isn't a knock on anybody, but I, I never thought that I would be, you know, a tag team champion um, at BTW. I just never thought that that was gonna that was gonna happen. I just always figured I would be around, like you know, like APW for a while and all that stuff. Um, but then uh, when Jinx kind of Jinx kind of like uh, nose cooked outside of wrestling, so uh, Jinx messaged me and he's like, Hey, uh, you want to come wrestle classic connection at BTW? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then uh, when we got there, they're like, well, by the way, you know, you guys are going to be tag team champions. And I was just like, really? Uh, I just didn't, I didn't think that that would happen. So, uh, it's, it's been fun. I, I definitely love tagging with Jinx. I wish Jinx could get out more and do more. Um, cause you know, I had a lot of guys messaging me going, Hey, you know, who's this Jinx guy? Let's book him. Let's make you guys a tag team over here. But you know, you know, out, stuff outside of wrestling. You know, I know he's he's gonna have a kid, um, so that's that's gonna happen real soon within the next week or so. Um, his wife is pregnant, so um, you know he's he's just he's focused on that, which I understand. Um, so I don't know um, as far as wrestling, like what his plans are, but I know he's gonna stick around with BTW for a while. Well, you've you've wrestled in front of a bunch of different crowds. And it, yep. it's been said that the BTW crowd is different. How mm-hmm. is that crowd different than others, in your opinion? Uh, in my opinion, uh, I mean, you have you have the crowds who are really really smart to wrestling and kind of just like kind of kind of are in on you know in on it a little bit. Um, and then you have the crowds who are who are there just to have a great time. Um, and then you have sort of like the crowds that are in between. I think for me, like when I wrestle in front of BTW, there's the in, that's kind of the in-between crowd. They're there to have a good time, and they're they're kind of in on it a little bit. But I think they're there more just to be entertained. So they, you kind of get a mix of everything when you go to BTW. I think with the crowd. Yeah, since Kirk Kirk is, you know, with the quote-unquote open door policy, you know, I mean, back in the day, you know, APW guys weren't allowed to to perform for big time, and the same would go, yeah. you know. Uh, bullshit. Just as long if yeah. you're good and you get booked, you're good and you get booked. It, it doesn't exactly matter now. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I've I've seen you pretty much in 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 every APW match since the rebirth, uh, since Roland's passing, um, mm-hmm. from Chris Hero to uh, wrestling the Scum to, you know, just all kinds of just great match. I don't think I've ever seen you in a bad match. And oh, I that's, appreciate that. You know, I'm. I know. I'm just being serious, and uh-huh. I don't see enough of you, which means you know I need to go to your shows. You know when when they start running more. Um, let, let's uh-huh. talk about Hero. Um, okay. I would put you two in probably the same boat. Um, larger gentlemen that are extremely snug, and that mm-hmm. are player coaches, and mm-hmm. 
what 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 are your opinions on 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 Chris and being a being a player coach? Um, you know, like uh like uh when when I've worked with other different guys, you know, um and you know, I'm not going to name a bunch of names or whatever, but like when I when I've worked with other guys, um some guys like who have been around for a while and who are kind of making a big name for themselves out there, you know, amongst the indie crowd or or with the bigger crowds or whatever. Some guys just, you know, they don't they don't want to do much. They they kind of like, you know, they don't know me. So they're, they're probably like, Oh, I don't want to do this. Or I don't want to take that because, you know, they don't know me and I understand it's, you know, I'm, maybe they think I'm not safe or whatever the case may be. But with Chris hero, when I was putting stuff together with him, um, he kind of had a different way of putting stuff together. Um, a, a good way of putting stuff together. Actually, like, this is the story I want to tell. This is what I'm thinking. Um, and then he'd ask my opinion and then he'd say, what do you want to do here? And he was willing to take anything or do anything. So, um, with, with people like that, you know, I'm very appreciative of that because like, like with those, with other guys, when they don't want to do much, you know, and, you know, it's in front of a small crowd. I understand that. But for guys like me who haven't been, you know, all over the indie scene, uh, as far as like on the East coast or in a different country or whatever the case may be, uh, this is our big time. You know what I mean? Like this is our big show. So for me, even if I'm wrestling in front of like 50 people, I want to make sure that, I'm putting my stuff out there because, you know, you just never know who's going to see what or what's going to happen. So like mm-hmm. with Chris Hero, he was exactly the same thing, but I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better crowd to work in front of than the APW crowd. I mean, they were super into it and I didn't expect them to cheer for me at all. I thought, Oh man, they're going to love Chris Hero more than, than me. So I was, I was going out with that in my mind. But then when they were chanting for both of us, I was like, Holy crap, this is like surreal to me. Like they're actually chanting for me too, which I thought was just crazy. So, yeah, they're they're quote unquote smart fans that are complaining that that hero's stuck in NXT. He should be on the main roster. He's right where he wants to be. He wants to be a player mm-hmm. coach. He wants to get yep. Matt Riddle ready for Brock Lesnar. You know, it is what yep. it is. And he's a teacher, and he always has been. Mm-hmm. That's the thing yep. is he enjoys teaching. And well, since you opened a school, you enjoy teaching, and you know you taught for the boot camp as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. Uh, your students. Mm-hmm. Do, do do you have a, a wide variety? Uh, a lot, a little, handful, male, female. Um, well, right now, um, like I said, we're kind of. I mean, we were we were calling ourselves the All Pro Dojo for a little while, but I think people were kind of mixing us up with uh, APW, and that's not that's not a bad thing. Don't don't get me wrong on that at all. But I don't want people. I didn't want people to think that we were. Um, the boot camp because we're not. I mean, Sparky's kind of doing his thing with the boot camp, so right. I wanted to make sure that people differentiated us from that. So we changed our name to the Puppet Masters Dojo just because I thought it kind of fit with my theme a little bit more, um, and then it differentiates us. So I'm starting to get more inquiries as far as students go. Um, I do have one right now who is going to debut on the show. Um, we're still in the process of uh, character development with him. Um, he looks a lot like Andrade Cien Almas. We're not going to call him that, obviously, but he looks a lot like that guy. Um, we're going, we're working, um, we're working with him right now. He should, he'll be ready by the February show. Um, and then I still have like Marcus Lewis, uh, Mike Truex, um, Jinx, obviously these guys still come and they, they come and train with me. Um, and you know, they, they're still open to opinions, uh, because you know, when people debut, they, they know everything apparently. But these guys are, are very open to learning still, um, so I'm still kind of helping them. And then um, I've got about two or three more guys who we're working on who have kind of just started right now. So, 
I miss Truex. I miss Yeah, Mike. and you know, Truex is trying to come back. So he, he got hurt for a while, um, and now he's going to be on the show. So um, he's making his way slowly back. Good, good. He, I, I like him. He, he's cool. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's, he's cool. Just, I mean, it's, it's obvious he's a Raven knockoff, but it doesn't matter. It, it's still the mm-hmm. way he, he pulls it off is freaking great. And Marcus Lewis yep. can do no wrong for me or my family. Um, he's actually a friend of my family. My, my wife loves him. And it's, she's oh, nice. one of the few that, that he actually, she actually talks to. So <clears throat> when I drag her out. Now, I have to ask, how did you come up with the mannequin spot? Uh, or the, you know, it's funny. I, I came up with that when I was brand new. I was still probably like two or three months in, into training. Um, and then I was doing something. I don't know what it was, but for some reason I thought of it. I was like, man, this would be cool, like, if I could turn my guy into a puppet. Like, that would be cool. And then I've seen, I've seen people, how they do it on TV, you know, how, like, you have the mannequins and stuff. Um, and you're making them talk. And I'm like, man, that'd be cool. Like, I was just was like, how am I going to get them? I was like, I guess I could sit them on the rope. And then I was like, uh, no. Nah. And then I was like, oh, no, I got it. And I, uh, I uh, was talking to Dylan Drake. Because uh, he trained with me, and he was like, "Why don't you just sit him on your knee?" And I'm like, "Oh man, that's really smart." So then I did it in front of Dana, and Dana was like, "That's so awesome! You got to do that." So I, I think I actually did it in my first match. So, see nothing like it, nothing like it since oh. you know, and and you could also you know use it as a tag, you know, double team move and or singles, and it always gets a pop. But it's always fun. It's it's just fun to watch. Yeah. <clears throat> now, you, you're. You're you're more of a darker guy in the ring, mm-hmm. and you, you, you come down to the ring and, and you scare kids, which I love. I love to death. Um, how does that make you feel deep down? Uh, you know, like for me, wrestling's supposed to be fun. Um, I I love doing the character. I mean, that's all I've done since I started wrestling. Um, you know, you, you hear people go, "Well, you know, I, I have this character when I started, and then I became this character, and that works for them." Uh, for me. I was always, how can I improve this character? Because for me, when I got into wrestling, it was all about character. For, I mean, like, the, the guy that got me into wrestling was The Undertaker. That's what I wanted to be. When I, when I, when I was a kid, I was like, when I grow up, I want to be The Undertaker. Um, and then it slowly just evolved into me wanting to be, like, sort of a clown character, but kind of, like, mixed in with The Undertaker. Um, the way I always describe my character is, Undertaker meets Doink the Clown meets Misawa from Japan. That's how I always describe mm-hmm. my character. Yep. So, um, and um, I like to, I mean, with the stare-off thing, I don't even know where that came from. I just started doing it, and then uh, kids started crying or whatever. I mean, I, I, I like that I can make those kids suspend disbelief and think that it's real um, rather than the kids who are just kind of looking up at me smiling because that drives me nuts. I'm like, man, why isn't this kid scared of me? You know, because then it's like, oh, they know it's fake. So, you know what I mean? Like, they know the character's not not, not who I am. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so how did you come up with the tricycle? Um, actually, when, I, when, when Jinx debuted, um, I was like, dude, you should come out with, like, something weird. Like, I don't know what it would be, but something weird. Like, something that's going to, like, be different than what I do, but kind of similar in a way. And then he was like, I don't know what it would be. And I, I pictured us, like, pulling a wagon or something and him riding in it. Um, but then uh, he was like, well, what about, like, a tricycle? And I was like, oh, man, that would be really creepy. 
So uh, we kind of like went with it, and then he got it and kind of like painted it up the same colors that we wear, and then that's kind of where it came from. He he was the one that kind of was like, I think this would be cool. So now it's like we can't go anywhere without the tricycle when we're tag teaming. <laughs> yeah, that's something I've never seen. And, I mean, I, I, I'm an old tape trading head, and, and that's something I've never seen. And it was completely original and just amazing. Um, you, men- you mentioned creepy. Let- let's talk about your mm-hmm. your feud in AWS for Bart uh, with Funny Bone. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The matches were just freaking amazing. Uh, let- let's talk about working with Mr. Bone. Um, okay. How were the matches? And you know, um, um, well, not not the payoff from Bart, but the payoff from the fans. Um, mm-hmm. How how did it uh, their reaction and you know how did it come go down and um, did they I mean because the volume was a little rough on the DVDs so how did they yeah. react to the show? Um, I think for the beginning of the match we kind of we kind of didn't have them as much as I wanted to but I think near the end they started to really pick up and really get into it. The thing that I love about AWS and working for AWS is. That crowd is, like, way different than any other crowd that I've worked in front of just because they love the character side of wrestling. I mean, they like mm-hmm. all the cool stuff, too, and all the, you know, all the cool moves and everything, but they love the character side of it. So, like, it's easier, in my opinion, I feel like it's easier to get them to react other people than maybe other crowds. Um, that's not to say the other crowds won't react to me, but, um, like, with, with AWS, when I first walked out, they were, like, unsure of me um, when I first, the, my first match I worked there. And then um, now when I go out there, they know me. And I even hear people go, oh, welcome back, Jekylls. And I'm like, oh, wow, these guys, like, they remember me. Like, you know, because I don't work there consistently. Um, but, I, you know, I work there every every so often. And then they remember me, and I, I'm appreciative of that. So when I got a chance to work with Funny Bone, who's got a similar character to mine, maybe, maybe a little different than mine, but um, it's similar, um, I think. Um, I was like, wow, I'm really interested to see how this crowd will react to us. And and like I said, I think at the beginning of the match, maybe we didn't have them as much as I thought we would. And then near the end, they picked up because, you know, we started doing like the bigger moves and then we started like really incorporating the characters in more. So then I think they really started to react to it. You know, I think, I think what it is is that that crowd, they're an indie crowd, but they're also Lucha fans. So they kind of get that, that showy type, uh, you know, the flash from the Lucha you know, and then the, the the indie stuff. So, plus Bart, you know, Bart's just a different. I mean, as a person, Bart's a different dude. Anyway, I love him yeah. to death. He's yep. a freaking great guy. He's someone yeah, I need to definitely. get onto the show. I love that guy. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Um, that'd be a great podcast. Yeah, he's he's so much fun. Just to you just follow what he does on social media. He's a trip. <clears throat> but uh, let's talk about Vendetta Pro. Okay. Uh, you you've done quite a bit for for Billy Blade. Um, yeah. Well, what what? How's Billy to work for and and that company? And plus they they run kind of Central California, so it's a little bit of a different mm-hmm. crowd. Um, how's it yeah. working for Billy? Uh, you know, I I really like working for Billy. I know that you know I know sometimes Billy will get a bad rap with certain things, but I guess it's just you know it's it's wrestling people clashing over dumb stuff. I think, but for me, like. The, re- the reason that I got booked at AWS was because of Billy. Bart saw me on a Billy show, and then he contacted me. Um, like, actually came up to me right after me and gave me his business card and then contacted me the next day. Um, so that's the reason I got booked at AWS. Um, I, and Billy's done a lot for me. I mean, Billy will put me on his bigger shows, and when he brings in people, 
Um, Billy's not afraid to put me in the ring like he's put me in the ring with Sting Bodie. Um, he's put me in the ring with uh, the Ballard Brothers. Um, he's put me in the ring with a lot of different guys, um, you know, Colt Cabana, people like that. So I, I'm very appreciative of Billy. Um, Billy has done a lot for me as far as, like, my wrestling career goes. Um, so I, I appreciate it. Um, I, and the crowd down there, um, those guys, like, they kind of become like family in a way because, like, uh, when I started down there, um, you know, Billy used me as a, as a heel. And then probably, like, the next show he used me as a face, and now he's just kept me a face and now the crowd. Every time I see them, they come up to me, and there's people in that crowd that will come up and give me hugs, and they'll be like, hey, Jekylls, it's good to see you. We're glad you're back. We're happy that you're here. And so I, I really like working for Billy. Uh, I, just, I hope that Billy can get um, his promotion. You know, I hope he can start running again because I know he lost his venue. So I, hope, I just hope he can get back up and running again. Yeah, I just I, – the, the drama between companies needs to be squashed. And Yeah. You know, what I mean, yeah. everybody. You know, let's make money. You exactly. Know, Agree. Let, let's paint beautiful pictures and sell a lot of merchandise. You know, you don't need to. Agree. You don't need that shit. You know, it, life's yeah. too too short. You know, we've had too many losses in our lives to, you know, yeah. screw around. You know, really. Yeah. Um, I agree. So, let's say you you're going to book a a larger venue for you know one of the bigger shows for your company. Ideally, mm-hmm. who would you fly into main event against you? Uh, ideally, I'll I'll be honest with you. If if and I tell my wife this all the time. If I could, let's say in a perfect world, I won the lottery, <laughs> I would call WWE and I would be like, "Hey, how much to book the Undertaker?" That's who I would. <laughs> that that would for me would be it. Like if I could work him, and I would I wouldn't even have to fight back. I would just love him to beat the crap out of me. Just you know drop me I mean? on my head. Like I would love that. <laughs> okay, how about how about in a, in a realistic world? Who's who's that one okay, indie guy that you want to bring in? Man, you know what? That's a good question. Um, trying to think who would be good. Um, I I don't know if maybe my maybe my priorities is oh well, I mean well he's, he can't do it now. I mean another another unrealistic one would be Masawa. I would have loved to work him. Um, you know, actually, some of those Japanese guys, I would love to work. I mean, um, Ishii, man, that guy would oh. be amazing to work. Like, just watching him, like, when I watch him work, oh. I am just amazed, like, at the, the stiffness and all that stuff that he brings to the table. I would love to work that dude. Um, but, like, like another guy that I'd really like to work, and it was it was kind of brought up a while back, but it didn't happen, just, you know, uh, politics and all that stuff. Uh, but another guy that I'd love to work with would be Samoa Joe. I mean, every time I watch him work, AJ Styles, um, and see him, uh, you know, they work. And then every time I see people work uh, Samoa Joe, um, and I'm, this isn't anything bad on, on Joe. I'm just saying every time I see him work, it seems like maybe that their their mouth is a little bloody afterwards. But I like that. I want that. Like, I like mm-hmm. when people are stiff. You know what I mean? Like, like if I'm going to hit somebody hard with a forearm, I want it back. So please give it to me back. You know what I mean? Like hit me hard back because I want it to look. I want people to be like, wow, this is not. Maybe it's not as fake as I thought it was. You know what I mean? Like I love that stuff. I love the stiffness. So anybody that kind of works on that style or on that level, man, please bring it. Give me, give me all that. You know what I mean? All day long, I'll take that. All right. Well, the wife is giving me the go home sign. 
So, you okay. know, when, when the boss says we got to go, we got to go. Um, let's <laughs> get out some plugs. <laughs> let's okay. get out some plugs for, for you, yourself, uh, your merchandise, and the school. Okay. Um, my, uh, the school is called the Puppet Master Dojo. You can find us on Facebook. Um, my, my Facebook is, uh, Joseph Rodriguez or, uh, Jekyll's Adjuster. Uh, that's the other name on there. Um, and then my merch, you can find at other shows. And then if you want to buy a ticket for the upcoming show, uh, hit us up at Puppet Master's Dojo on Facebook and we will send you the link. And I appreciate the time and thank you for letting me plug everything on your show. Oh, hey, it was my pleasure having you on. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't sure what I was going to get. I wasn't sure if I was going to get Joseph or if I was going to get uh, Jekylls. But either way, it was my pleasure having you on. And uh, I'm going to do my freaking damnedest to get out there on the 9th uh, of February. Um, you know, maybe we, can, uh, maybe we can you know do a little business and have a couple people on the show to uh, you know get plugs in and whatever. Because to be honest... Yeah. I give zero fucks, and I'm Switzerland. I'm all about downloads and selling my shirts. I don't care. I work yeah. with anybody, you know. And, yeah, why wouldn't you? You know, it 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 is what it is, and you know, I my my loyalty is to the business, the the boys and girls in the business. That's all that it's about. And yep. once again, it was awesome having you on. Um, maybe we can have you on after uh, the debut show, and we can talk about that, and uh, you know what other yeah. things you have coming down the I'd pike love it. and. <clears throat> but once again, thanks for coming on. I'm gonna knock you off, and uh, I'll have download links for about an, in about an hour for you. Okay, thank you very much. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, sir. Right. Okay, that was Jekyll's the Jester, the freak Jekyll's, uh, the man behind the Puppet Master Dojo. You can uh, search Facebook for that. And uh, we're going to be wrapping up here real quick. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but before we head out, um, I was supposed to have Scott Brigante, the owner of Pro Wrestling uh, Indie, on uh, in uh, the end of December, this past December, uh, to talk about his upcoming shows. Um, but I was not able to uh, have him on due to family issues. So uh, I'm going to throw out plugs. Um, Scott's got a show this Friday. It's in South San Francisco. At a pretty cool little venue that I cannot remember. Uh, but you can get uh, tickets at the Eventbrite site, tinyurl.com backslash WCPWNSDIE. Okay? tinyurl.com backslash WCPWNSDIE. Uh, come by. I'll be there. Um, it's going to be a really fun show. We have Darby Allen taking on Steven Tresario. We have... Uh, we have Will Hobbs taking on T-Rex, which should be pretty good. It's a very large gentleman. Um, uh, let's see. What else? Oh, uh, we have um, coming in from the East Coast, we have Facade. Uh, I don't remember who he's taking on. We have Hammerstone, which will be in the house. Um, you know what? I should maybe just pull up the show here. Oh, boy. Come on, Matthew. <clears throat> Still fighting the sickness, guys, so I'm tr I'm trying to be a trooper and, and uh, fight through it. But let's uh, pull up. There we go. Okay, the venue is at 306 Baden Avenue in South San Francisco. Uh, looks like we front row sold out. We have general admission tickets for $20. Uh, 
Uh, let's see, we have Hobbs, Hammerstone, Darby Allen, Facade, Luchasaurus. If you've never seen him, you need to check that dude out. We have Tyler Bateman with uh, his lady friend Sarah the uh, Rebel Wolf. We have Big T-Rex. We have Steven Desario, Marcus Lewis, Derek Slade with Lucian Delight, Levi Shapiro, Kieta Murphy, or Kieta Murray, right off of his NXT and WWE performances, and uh, Vinny Wasco coming up from SoCal, and the man, the myth, the legend, Johnny Dynamo, the Filipino dream, will be in the house. Um, this is going to be a hell of a show. Uh, you guys need to come on out, uh, support Scott. He's a good dude. You know, he's he's trying to run something different in a different venue. Uh, I don't remember any shows ever at this this uh, this venue on uh, on Baden um, at the State Room, and it looks like his next show after this will be March first, which is my son's nineteenth birthday. Uh, I'm assuming I'm going to go, but my son probably not. But we're going to wrap up here. Let's get out some plugs here. Uh, first off, brownbutterwrestling.com. Thank you, Corey, for uh, hosting the site to sell my shirts. I appreciate that, definitely. Um, you know, we're, there's a lot more to come, brother, from from, uh, from us and that site. So you guys keep your eyes out for that. Also, uh, Joy DeFalco, uh, I appreciate it with the help with the, the Zombie Kid shirt. You can uh, check him out at tinyurl.com backslash jd3studio. Uh, he's, uh, he designs shirts, he's a photographer, um, yeah, he'll, he's based out of Vegas, uh, he's actually going to be on the road, uh, I'm not quite, I don't remember what to do, but he's going on the road, uh, road trip for wrestling, which is cool, man, that means he gets to take pictures and, and hang out and go to a bunch of indies, um, and last but not least, the, uh, merch designs by Joe, Killjoy at Killjoy Designs. He designed the uh, the newest alternative wrestling radio shirt that is up at Brown Butter Wrestling. Uh, dude's dude's a freaking genius when it comes to graphics, man. It's on point. Um, you guys, you know, if you need a t-shirt done or something like that, uh, hit him up. Uh, prices are you know reasonable, and uh, you know he's he's blowing up. Uh, you can get my shirts at tinyurl.com backslash A-W-R-T-E-E. That's T-E-E. You can uh, pick up one of two shirts that we have there. Also, our show archives, tinyurl.com backslash alt-w-radio. I, I definitely need to get a website. So, But, yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday, the 27th of January. That doesn't work right. No, no, not the 27th. I'm sorry. Pardon me. We'll be back on the 22nd, Tuesday, the 22nd, Alternative Wrestling Radio. We're still booking the first and second segments. Uh, in the third segment, we'll be joined by Luke Kippelman, um, one of the producers for the Arcadian Vanguard Network, podcast network, and a local, uh, local wrestling fan. Goes back to the Cap Hollis days. Uh, it's going to be kind of cool to have Lou on. And uh, for booking inquiries, you can contact me via Facebook, direct message, Facebook.com backslash KidZombie, or uh, hit me on the Alternative Wrestling Radio Facebook page, or you can email me, K-I-D-Z-O-M-B-I-E-2000 at AOL.com. And before we wrap up, I have a message for one Mr. Draven Vargas for the NWWA in Oregon. You know what, bro? You're a paper champion. 
you're nothing. Boyce is going to hand you your ass come Saturday night. Take him out. Take out the Chief and take out Draven, Vargas, the Faker, Boyce Legrand. Take them out and bring home those belts. But that should do it from here. Support your indies, guys. I love you all.